0: Um, I've got an extra assignment for you uh, since we're going to be gone for two weeks, and that is read Matthew 24 with what we're reading in Revelation in mind. And think of very specifically about what is being said. I, I think sometimes um, we, we get uh, wrong ideas about what the Bible says because we don't listen carefully or read carefully. We just assume a lot of things, and um, I believe the Bible takes well, it, it can handle, and we should give it close attention, and the closest attention you can give it, you're going to miss a lot, so um, that's why we do it repetitively as well, and uh, so we pray before we do it, ask God to show us things, and, and we go slowly. We, we come to a very interesting chapter in Revelation, and uh, last week was, well, they're all interested in me, but, ah, uh, thank you, sweetie, I couldn't have made it without that, um, so, I, I want to just look back at chapter six ju- just for a second. And um, w- before I started this time, when we started in chapter four, um, I had said that there, there are several ways to interpret uh, this type of literature, or, but especially this book. And I gave you a big, like, three or four pages of stuff. Um, and, and, you know, you, you can start a fire with it, whatever. Um, I use the line the the birdcage, but uh, it, it's good information to know and to have. Um, and so you might not even remember that. But there's a, there's a very popular view of, of the end times that it's not hard to find. And I assume that that's the one you kind of know already and kind of realize. Uh, but I want to try to be careful, and I'm not going to go back and re-explain chapter 6 in that light. But um, in, in that view... Um, in a sense, the uh, the rapture happens in chapter 4, verse 1. So the church is gone in that view, and then all of Revelation after that, it is more or less chronological. It just is, it's, it's a straight flow through, more or less. I'm not doing anybody justice. I'm not doing what I believe justice because I'm not that smart and we don't have that much time. But um, I, I just want you to understand that. So when we come in chapter 6 to the to this uh, the seven seals and they begin to be opened that is the beginning of revelation because um, and I'll try to write it out and, and if I don't do this justice and if somebody is smarter than me and uh, in, in that's probably um, everybody in here okay good um, especially about about that that, that system um, you, you help me with that but but in that view there's uh, seven years of of tribulation, I'll, I'll draw it this way. Come on, Penn. I knew you worked last week. Well, maybe not. Maybe it was the other one. I've got another one. Hold on. What's that? It's his brother. Whose brother? The pen. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. There we go. So, so it's seven years, and in a sense, not totally. It's broken in half. In 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 this view, it, it's. It, I mean, we, it's called the dispensational view, but um, so tri- so this is seven years, this this total time period. I don't know how well I can draw this because I'm not very good. Seven years. So if that's seven years long, what is half of that? Three and a half. Man, y'all are sharp. Okay, great. Three and a half. And this, where we've entered the tribulation, but it's not as bad as it's going to get yet. You following me? So so these chapter six this is this is Chapter Four, Verse One, right here, and then we have the scene in heaven, and it 's just a pause to see what all the, the the everybody worshiping and all that because this event is starting, and so really Chapter Six is right here at the very beginning as well, and I, again i I, I don 't draw very well, so that's also happening, so we have these. Trumpets, I mean not trumpets, seals being open and I won't get the timeline right. So all the horsemen are coming out and all of this is happening. We're gonna to come to a place in this view at about the three and a half year mark and what is important about that half year mark is everybody's gonna know for sure, will know, Christians or people that read the Bible will know that's the Antichrist. We're not doing that because a lot a lot of what we're going to be looking at is happening in this these years. We get to the trumpets, which is two chapters away or chapter away uh, uh, sure. Sure. Your microphone is grabbing stuff. it's always doing that sorry for the noise okay just just make let me know if the level's okay um, or not so yeah. Yeah, in, in this view, the rapture happens in chapter 4, verse 1. Um, well, in this view, yes. I, I, I don't see a rapture there, personally. There's no, nothing there says that happened. But that's the view, and it's based on, and um, the meta-tauta, I, I told you all about this in Greek. The words are meta-tauta, which means, after this, I saw, tau. Yeah, that's right. Um, and that's just Greek for after this. And so there are four of those in Revelation. And in this view, each one is telling you something else is coming. So, understanding that, here in chapter 4, verse 1, it says, After this, after all these messages, meta talta, I saw. Plus, according to this view, John is, hears a call and he is caught up in the Spirit to view these things. Um, I won't go over why I don't think it's the rapture, but that, that is this view, why it is the rapture. So a lot of things are happening, but when we get to the trumpets, a lot of cataclysmic stuff starts happening. And so the total understanding of it. I told y'all I wasn't gonna draw all this because I'm not good at it last week, but I'm doing it now. So the, the seven years, and what, what the Antichrist is going to do is he is going to make a treaty with Israel that uh, it's going to only last seven years because that's, only, that's all the time that is left. And, and, uh, and in the, at the middle of that seven years, he's going to break the treaty. And he's then going to set himself up in the temple um, as God. Um, a statue of him will be set up in the temple. Somewhere in there he gets, he gets a wound to the head that kills him and the beast, uh, he is the beast, the false prophet raises him from the dead and then all the world believes he's God and they start worshipping him and then he starts pouring out the wrath of, he's the instrument of Satan, it's like an unholy trinity and the wrath of Satan has started being poured out and that's when persecution really hits and that's martyrdom and a whole lot of stuff happening. After the three and a half years, and this is the great tribulation or the intense part of the seven years. Now that's that's very general, very basic. Then people start trying to fit all the details in that that seven years. Yes, he he very very true. He's he's going to perform miracles. All this, people will uh, receive the the mark of the beast somewhere uh, up in here, and those people are. Uh, well, that's pretty. It's pretty much over. People take the mark. Is the belief? Now, I'm I'm talking within this system. Um, so you're you're kind of done for um, if you take the mark. This chapter we're coming to now. This is a, this is a lot of chapter. Last week's chapter six. The chapter we're going to look at today is another pause. And. And in this view, what we're going to see is uh, who are the evangelists that will be preaching in this time so that people are saved. It's a very specific number, an even number of 144,000. Imagine that. Um, Seems very specific to me, but anyway. There's um, 144,000, and they're all Jewish people that, that come to Christ but they also, there's two witnesses, but these guys are going to, try to, are going to preach the gospel to the world during this time because the church got out of here, so there's no witness left. So you got to have a witness, and it's these guys. So I, I'm speaking just very generally. I'm not, I, please don't hear anything bad in it because I'm just, I'm just saying it in common words because that's how I understand stuff. So that's kind of a, time, a, a, a gross timeline of the dispensational view. This is the Left Behind series. This is Hal Lindsay's uh, Late Great Planet Earth. If you want to read the, the experts in this, um, Dwight Pentecost is the professor's name from Dallas. Also, John Wolverd, W A L V O O R D, Wolverd. Um, these guys are the, are the big dudes with this. Um, this view became popular in the 1800s. Nobody ever said this until about 1830, 1800, 1830, somewhere in there, and people started saying this, and a man named Darby, I forgot his first name now, D-A-R-B-Y, John Darby, thank you, he, he, he's the one that held this view, and he did, drew all these charts and things, all the, all the charts you've ever seen, and they look like, you know, older drawings, also because they are, um, he drew all this out in charts and lo- timelines and stuff and C.I. Schofield put it into study notes and made the Schofield study Bible with his study notes with this. But um, the reason, if you ever if how many of y'all know about the Schofield Bible? I know John does, right? Um, uh, yes. No, Joe. I always call you John because it's St. John, Joe St. John, have to think, sorry. Uh, Brother Joe, uh, he and I have had some discussions about this. Um, There's an old Schofield and a new Schofield. The reason there's a new Schofield is Schofield made a note in Corinthians about the resurrection that this is the resurrection of all saints, Old and New Testament. If that's true, it made the whole system collapse. So they made the new Schofield and took that part of that note out. Okay, Because in this view, the prophets in the Old Testament could not see the church at all. That... I'm going to erase this and draw something else up there just to illustrate it. Because I I said I was going to tell you both sides, and I want to do that, and I want to do it in in a way that you can hopefully understand it. And like I said, there are people, well, anything I'm teaching, there are people that understand it better than I do, so understand that. Yes? No, I'm going fast. Yeah. That's why I need a head mic. No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Except... The radio pack is in the coat. Sorry, those of you who are only listening, you can't see me. I am now removing volumes of clothing, but I'm going to stop at the jacket. All right. There we go. Hopefully, that'll be better. All right. Um, so, I don't know what I was saying, but so this is this is how that is illustrated in in, in this view. This is... Um, The Old Testament, and this is the second coming, and the prophets saw from point to point, and this is the church, this is the church age down here, that they did not see that, and so that's why the Jewish people were looking for a conquering Messiah and all that, because they didn't see all the verses talking about the suffering and all of that. So they were just looking at the second coming. They thought that was the first coming of the Messiah, and that that explains uh, parts of this because you can't you can't believe the whole dispensational thing and believe that they saw the church. It doesn't it doesn't work. It 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 violates that. So that's the explanation of that. All right. Jewish rabbis, today, well, not read Isaiah
1: 53.
0: Right. Yeah, well, and nobody's so blind as he that who will not see, right? Um, and so so I, I, just want you, I just want you to understand that. So now we're coming to 6, and, or, yeah, chapter 6, right? Um, or chapter 7? Chapter 7, sorry, yeah. In chapter 7, I, I probably said 6, or we're in chapter 7. Let me be real clear. Um, this is the rest of Revelation. We're looking at chapter 7 tonight. Questions for chapter 8 are out there. You get two extra weeks to work on it. Um, and so um, I, want, I, I want us to, to see this, and I've got the questions I ask uh, in front of me as well. So after this, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth that no wind might blow on earth or sea or against any tree. Now, how many, just before we get into this, how many seals got opened in chapter 6? six right so the seventh one's going to be opened in uh chapter eight i believe um yes chapter eight verse one so there's this the sixth seal is open and a lot happens there and it looks to me like the end of the world but then we see chapter seven it's a pause and i'm going to try to explain best i can both ways so after this there's these four angels on the four corners holding back the four winds so that no wind might blow on the earth or sea or against any tree. And then I saw another angel uh, ascending from the rising of the sun with the uh, seal of the living God. And he called out with a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm earth and sea, saying, Do not harm the earth or the sea or the trees until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. Now, it's a lot of words. I got I got a couple simple questions. In verse one, they are holding back the wind so it won't do any damage on the earth. Why are they holding back the wind so it does not do any damage? What what it, what is the reason for the delay? So they can seal that exactly. So, in in this in this dispensational view, well, not in that. It's right there in the Bible. It says until the. The saints are sealed, okay? So the people of God are being sealed, and, and my brother here said it exactly the way, uh, in the dispensational view, it's the 144,000 Jews that are going to be sealed in, in Revelation. Um, and so, and I heard the number of the sealed, 144,000 sealed from every tribe of the sons of, uh, uh, of Israel. Now, I I want to tell you one thing real quickly uh, I should have said. In this chapter, we see two multitudes. We see this 144,000, and then after this, we're going to see a multitude that says that no man can number. So, again, I'm going to try to explain it two different ways, and I'll probably confuse myself. So, uh, please forgive me if I do. And so then, there's 144,000. How do we get that number? 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes that are listed there. Um, in in verses uh, five uh, through eight, and then chapter nine, uh, I mean verse nine. After this, I look, and behold, a great multitude. So let's stick with the first multitude. Let's not go to, to what happens after. There, the the understanding in that view is that God's going to seal that 144,000 Jewish people are going to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, and they're going to be sealed uh, on their forehead. Now, it doesn't say in here what what they're going to do. It just says they're sealed. And they're sealed from harm. Because when these winds are let loose, no one who is sealed with God sealed gets hurt. Just like the Jewish people who lived, this harkens back to Genesis, uh, uh, yeah, uh, to Exodus, actually, the... Israelites, the Jewish people, lived in the land of Goshen, and every plague that came did not touch the people in the land of Goshen. They were spared. And so the idea is these people will be an island of people. They're not always going to be together, but these people will not be harmed by God's judgment uh, or all the things that are coming on the earth. There's, there's something I want you to keep in mind to help you in your understanding of Revelation. And I believe I even said this before, um, but there are two things, two big things happening. Two big things that are going on in Revelation, in the book of Revelation. One and two. What are they? All right. Nobody's going to answer. All right. The wrath of God. Is being poured out on the earth. And the wrath. I'm just going to use the same word. This ought to be judgment of God. Probably. And the wrath of Satan. Satan is going to persecute the believers. Right? Does God ever pour out his wrath on people who believe in him? No. So that's why they're being sealed, so that the angels that are bringing God's wrath know who not to hurt. You follow that? Can you agree with that? Okay, good. Did God ever promise to protect us from the wrath of Satan? No. You can believe in God and get martyred or believe in Christ as the Messiah. Let me be very specific. A lot of people say they believe in God. You got to ask them which God do you believe in? That's very general. <laughs> we believe in Jesus Christ as God, God the Son and the savior of the world who put on flesh and died for us, right? So so if there's a believer in during the time of tribulation, they are not promised to be spared from this. Yeah, that's the mark. That's yeah. Some of them are the martyrs. There are other martyrs another time, but yeah, they're the martyrs coming out of out of Revelation in this view. All right. So understanding that these one hundred forty-four thousand people are literal one hundred forty-four. This is as plainly as we can put it. This is taken very literally in the dispensational view of things. As 144,000 Jewish. Are they male or female? You don't know that yet, but there's a later reference to this, too. They're all males. Right, they're all males. Yep, they're all virgins. Okay, that's how they're identified later on in the book. All right, now... I'm going to say something that you may take heretical, but I don't believe this 144,000 are literal Jews. Now or later in the book. All right, now I'll, t- I'll tell you why. That, I, I can't explain that anymore because that is the literal thing. You just call them evangelists. Yeah, some people do call them the 144,000 evangelists. First three and a half years of the tribulation. Right. And then what happens in the middle of the tribulation? They all get killed? Right. Now, let me explain why I don't believe that. And, and you can look in the text with me uh, again. I'm going to start kind of uh, toward, toward the end here. Verses 5 through 8, notice the names of the tribes there. It is nowhere else listed that way in the Bible. Dan has disappeared, totally. He's not even in there. In a sense, Manasseh is listed twice because Joseph is listed, and Ephraim's not, but Manasseh is. And so, if you say Ephraim is, because Joseph and Ephraim, jo- Ephraim is part of Joseph, so he is listed, then you've got to say, well, Manasseh's listed twice then because Joseph is there. Nowhere else in the Bible is this list look, does this list look like this. When you see something different, you've got to look and go, why, why is that different? What's going on? And why 144,000? Why this number? The simple answer is, if, if you believe the dispensational view, and I got the simple answer, because that's what God wanted to do, right? That's always the answer to why God did something, because that's what he wanted to do. You can ask, why did God love us and, and save us? Because he wanted to. If he didn't want to, he didn't have to do it, because he's God. He can do whatever he wants, right? So it's, it's, it's that simple. So one of the big things here is that it is different. There's something different there. And notice what this does not say. It doesn't say they did anything. you got to get in there later to find out what is said. And he's absolutely right. So God's only going to save male Jews? Well, that seems odd to me. And I, don't have it, I can't say anything about that other than it just seems odd that God will only save guys. Secondly, in Revelation and in all of Scripture, what does God call a man who worships an idol or goes after anything other than God, especially his people? An adulterer. You adulterers and adulteresses. Why are they virgins? Because they have not denied Christ. All right. So it's not Jewish guys who never had sex and God saves them. Why twelve? Why one hundred forty-four thousand? I tell you, because it's twelve times twelve thousand. Right? Twelve is the number of completion. Is it O N? Okay. My spelling is horrible. I'm the only person I know can have a typo handwriting. What, what number has to be completed in heaven? That, but there's another number. No, what, what number has to be there in heaven at the end of all things? No matter what you believe, when it happens or how we get there, what is going to be in heaven that has to be a completed number? You don't know the number, but you know it's gonna be a completed number. Every person who will believe. Right? Right. 12 is a number of completion. 12 times 12,000 shows a complete completion. I believe the 144,000 and the multitude we're going to see next are the same people. This is a spiritual representation of the church of God. Are Christians spiritual Jews? Yeah. Says so in Galatians. Says so several places I should have written the references down. It's, we are Romans two says they are not Jews who are those outwardly whose circumcisions of the flesh, but they are Jews who are those inwardly whose circumcisions of the heart. It says that we are Abraham's seed by faith. We believed God just like Abraham did. And so we are the seed of Abraham. The church is the spiritual Israel. And, and let, let me ask a different question. I'm going to erase that because just seeing that might make some of y'all kind of upset. I don't want you to be upset. I, I, my goal is not to upset you. My goal is to just help you think and, and get you to read more stuff. That's all. Um, how is a Jewish person saved today? All right, so a saved Jewish person, does he need to go to a saved Jewish synagogue? Where should he go? To the church. Because they, what, what is a Jewish person who does not believe in Christ, uh, Jesus as the Christ? What, is, what do you call that? Lost. What, is, what does the Bible say that, that God was making of all people, what was he going to make? One new people, one tribe, in where? In the church. That's in Ephesians. Of all men, he's going to make of all men one people in the church. This is God's plan from the beginning, what plan... Plan A is the church. Now, what happens if plan A fails? God's going to fall back on plan A. And he's going to, bring, he is going to make it work, okay? So, right, there is no plan B. You're right, brother. There is no plan B for God. He does not fail. He will not fail. He cannot fail. So, this doesn't have to be Jewish people coming in. Now, uh, hearing everything I said, I don't know if you've caught on yet, but I believe the church is in the tribulation. We don't get raptured out. There is no rapture in ch- Well, Let me go back to chapter 4, verse 1. I tell you all that's where, if, you're, if you believe in dispensational, that's where it happens. After this, after this I saw, I looked, and behold, metataltah. That happens four times in Revelation. You can't make more of it here than you do in other places. That would mean there's some other new big cataclysmic thing that's not said that. Well, I saw this, and after that, I saw this. That's all he's saying here, number one. Number two, a door standing open in heaven. The rapture is Jesus is going to come somewhere in the atmosphere, and we're going to be caught up to him in the air, right? We're not going up to a door in heaven. Number three, um, the first voice said, come up here. Who's he ta- who's, who, to whom is the voice saying to come up? Well, where's the rest of the church? He doesn't call us up one at a time. He calls us all together in the church. And what happens to the dead in Christ at the rapture? They, they rise first, right? We come along second, right? We're, we're, we're Baptists because we're already dead. No, I'm kidding. Um, that's, that's an old dispens- uh, I mean, a denominational joke, you know. Well, we know the Baptists going to... Get to Jesus first. How do you know that? Because it says the dead in Christ is going to rise first. All of y'all dead. Uh, that's just an old joke. You, just, you pick your denomination you want to pick on. Um, and so this voice says, come up here and I'll show you what must take place. Look at verse 2. At once I was in, what's the next two words? Spirit. So the rapture, we get carried away Spiritually. Not according to, yeah, the rapture happens, the dead in Christ rise first, and we who are alive and remain will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. Our spirits don't leave our body and our bodies collapse. We get called up physically to meet him in the air. This says he's in the spirit. This can't be the rapture. Now, if you just want to say that's where it has to happen, okay, that's fine. But you can't use that, that, the scripture to say it happens there. That's all I'm saying. And um, I, I make this challenge, and I don't make it in any ugly way. I just, I, I want you to show me in the Bible, and, and please do if you can, where it says the rapture happens before the tribulation. That, that's all. Because it... I mean, I, you, you can go look. You, you do that. All right. So now let's look at the second group of people. We have this multitude. And, and, and again, in the dispensational I'll give you both sides of this. And, and both of these are premillennial, by the way. We believe in the millennium. I believe in the millennium. Christ is coming back. We will be raptured. But it's at the end of the tribulation. We will go meet him in the air, get on our horse, and come back with him to fight in the battle of Armageddon. And we will th- it says we will thus ever be with the Lord. It doesn't say we're going to heaven with him. It just says we'll meet him in the air and thus we shall ever be with the Lord. And so we just come down and he starts a thousand year reign and all the judgments happen, all right? Go back and read the sixth seal. It looks like the end of the world. Then he shows you the multitudes in heaven. And then we go on to the trumpets, all right? And the trumpets, it gets real scary. So, let's look at the second multitude and see what we see there. Again, I'll try to do it both ways, and and I probably won't do it well, and please forgive me when I don't. There are a lot of good books out there on both sides of this. I just encourage you to read it. Just remember, the dispensational view didn't come about until the early 1800s, and that's just historical fact. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation and all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. Now, that sounds like everybody's going to heaven to me. Taking that verse very literally, and I do. There are 3,500 languages that do not have a Bible. I said, did I say this this morning? Yeah, I was going to save it for you guys, and I said it this morning. I also taught Sunday school, and I don't know what I say in there and then say in the church. I forget where I said what. Because I will say the same thing every place I go. Anyway, if you really want to see Jesus come back, go to those people and learn their language and translate the Bible for them and bring them to Christ. Because according to this verse, every nation, tribe, people, and language. By the way, in the dispensational view, the rapture happens, it's all kind of kind of happened together. But even if you believe the dispensational view, you have to give me this much. We know who the Antichrist is before the rapture. Because Thessalonians say the man of lawlessness will be revealed before we leave. Okay. Right. So, no, no matter what else, in First Thessalonians, Paul had to come back. Second Thessalonians, go guys. He didn't come back. I'm still here. You're still here. He's not coming back because they all just quit work. They just all were like, oh cool, he's coming back. Let's we can just quit. Or he's come back. He's like, don't let people deceive you. He didn't come back. We'd all be gone if he came back. Paul said, I'm still here. You're still here. He didn't come. It's obvious that we're here. And so then he had to further explain. So Second Thessalonians explained what he said in First Thessalonians. But in First Thessalonians. He he says, but the and the, in Second Thessalonians he says, but the end will not come till the man of lawlessness is revealed. He says, So don't sweat it. You'll be you you'll know it's the tribulation because you'll be there. You'll see it and go, whoa, this is tribulation. What I don't want to happen is if the tribulation starts in our lifetime, y'all go, wait, what happened? I want you to know, oh, it was that other way. All right? I I I I had a guy in my last church, he I I taught it this way. He never he never agreed with me. Never, ever loved me to death, I loved him to death. And he'd always say, well, preacher, when Jesus comes back, I'll just pray for you when I get up with him, okay? And I'd say, you do that, brother. And i said, if you're standing close by, grab me and take me with you, you know? we just joke about it because we cannot, no man can say it's gotta be this way. But when you really look at the scripture, you have to look at the holes in, in what, the, the logic of how, why people come to those conclusions. Don't just look at the conclusion. Look, how did they get there? Name your source. That's the, the words that are used. Name your source. What, where, what are you basing that on? And the question I've asked you, and, and I would be very loving and gentle with you, but um, I've, I've had people that aren't loving and gentle to me, and so I just respond in kind usually. I've handed them a Bible and said, show me where it says he's coming back before the, the tribulation. I have yet... Even guys with a PhD behind their name do that. So, coming back to today. yeah, come back, come back. yeah, we come back at the end of the tribulation, but I don't think we leave a till a then, a then a either.
1: Church.
0: Right. That that first week, I gave you the um, all the ways to interpret what he just said in there. There some people believe we're in the millennium now that we're bringing about this great millennium and oh, that's peace. But that's, but that's not So here, here's the rapture. I, I, I don't know If you lived in the 70s and you were looking at this, you saw this symbol. Mm-hmm. And that's the symbol of the rapture. That Jesus came down, we go up and meet him, and then he takes us to heaven. The way I believe is like this. <laughs> we're going to meet him in there and come back with him. And that's when the millennium starts, okay? And, by the way, I drew out the tribulation earlier. I don't think it's seven years. I think it's only three and a half years. The only reason we think it's seven years is because of the 70 weeks in the book of Daniel. And, by the way, Daniel uh, mentioned something. I forgot the reference. I'll have to look that up and tell you next time. But Daniel mentioned 70 weeks of seven years. So, in the dispensational view, the 70th week hasn't happened. I believe the seventh week happened, and the middle of the week was when Jesus died on the cross. In the middle of the week, the prince is taken away. And then the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD is the the destruction that Daniel talks about. So the 70 weeks have happened, and nowhere else is there a timestamp for the tribulation. So, but except in Revelation, where it, it numbers the days, and the numbers of the days equal three and a half years of the tribulation. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a different number, but the, the time stamp in Revelation is only three and a half years in the book itself. So i, I just just throwing this information out there. Yes. Score, so that uh, that's at the very end. Okay. Um, yeah, times, times, and a half a time, it says, and then it names the number of days. Um, do, uh, three and a half times some of y'all probably know better than I do where it is. I just know it's in there. I'd have to go looking. Um, Twelve. Chapter 12, thank you, see, I tell you, what's that? Last one, right yeah, chapter 12, chapter 12 is past history leading us into future history. We're going to go all the way out of the end times back to a lot in chapter 12. Um, okay, thank you, y'all are helping me a lot tonight, appreciate it. I, I need y'all on Sunday mornings too. And the woman fled from the, into the wilderness... And that is probably the Jewish people who gave birth to the Messiah, where she had a place prepared by God in which she's to be nourished for 1,260 days. Divide that by 3.5, or I mean, or, or 365, and you come out three and a half years. And the Jewish calendar is like 360 years. I don't know how all that works, but verse six. yeah, verse 6 of chapter 12. Yes, sir. That's it. So, but let's look at this multitude now. So we have a multitude of every nation, tribe, language, and peoples standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes. What does white represent in Revelation every time? Righteousness, right? So they all are wearing robes of righteousness with palm branches in their hands. Where have you ever seen people adoring the king with palm branches before? Palm Sunday, yeah, when he was coming in, riding on, a, on a, a donkey. And so, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me saying, who are these clothed in white robes and from where have they come? So now we're going to see a detail here. Where, who are these people? And he said, I don't know, you tell me. He said, sir, you know. And he said to me, these are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. So there's a scene in heaven. John sees these people coming out of the great tribulation. And they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. I want to ask you a question. Let's say you're not martyred and you die and go to heaven. Will you get a white robe? Yes. Yes. How was your robe washed white in the blood of the Lamb? By the blood of the Lamb. Not by their blood, by the blood of the Lamb. So it's not because they were martyred they got there. It's because they believed in Christ they got there. They just happened to be the martyrs. Now, I think, I told y'all, you've heard me say it. Let me re-emphasize it. I think martyrs are special to God. I, I really do. They, they took, just like we honor our fallen dead, we, the Veterans Day, we... we we appreciate anybody puts their life on the line for us, police, fire, military, and we honor those who gave it all, right? Very much so. We love them. We, we so appreciate that. That last measure of devotion, we call it. Well, don't you think God kind of appreciates that too? You know, it makes me feel bad when I'll deny Christ in a, just because I don't want people to make fun of me. These guys died for his name. And so I, I think God goes, uh, that's pretty cool. And these are coming out of the great tribulation. They've washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they're before the throne of God and serve Him day and night in His temple. And He who sits on the throne will shelter them with His presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst more. The sun shall not strike them, nor, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and He will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Now... Let me go back to the dispensational view, and and it's already been been said, the great multitude, this is the 144,000 who are being martyred. Do you need an E? Okay, good. Martyred in the tribulation. I'm just going to write trib because I'll get tired right. All right. So that's who this multitude is. This, but... You see the problem already, I don't have to tell you. So, if it's 144,000, um, are they from every language in the world, 144,000 Jews? That would have to be true. Is that possible? Yeah, there's not 144,000 languages as far as I know. So, it's very possible, okay? So, but these are the martyrs out of the tribulation in dispensational view. Um, and, and there's a special time. Why would I think any differently? Well, because, bless you, bless you, because, because I believe the way I believe, and, and this, ha- this is why you look at the Scripture the way you look at it is because what you already believe. And so you impose your view on Scripture instead of letting Scripture change your mind. And we all do that. I do that, you do that. But nobody's exempt from that. That's not a it, it, it's, it's, I won't say it's not a bad thing, but it's, but it's something you've got to be conscious of not to do, or you'll do it. You just do it naturally. Um, I think this is a completed church, because I go back to chapter 6, and when he opens the sixth seal, that is the end of time. That is the judgment. The seventh seal is bringing us into the next set of seven, and you'll see that same six and seven pattern in the trumpets, you don't get to see it in the thunders, because he said, don't tell them what that is, which still makes me go, ugh. And then the seven bowls, and the seven bowls, the same thing. Six and seven brings the end of time. And, and in between this, he says, okay, he shows us the woman and the child and the dragon fighting Jesus. In chapter 12, where we see about uh, uh, what, what we went back and looked at. Um, so if it was chapter 7's following the end of time, we already see all the saved in heaven. Then he's going to say, okay, now let's back up, and we're going to go back through this again. And we're going to look now at the trumpets. And then we'll back up and go through it again. And I don't know how the time compresses or stretches in that exactly, but it seems that the sixes and the sevens line up in each of them. Just notice that, if you don't see it, then you say, I, I'm not sure that's true. Okay, fine, I, 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 I'm not gonna fight over that, I'm not gonna tell you you're wrong, because I'm not smart enough to tell anybody they're wrong. But, well, about some things, <laughs> especially about eschatology. I don't trust anybody that says they know what they're talking about when it comes to eschatology. I believe some people know more than others, I believe a lot of people know more than me, but th- this, is, this is how I understand it. So, we see, we see this great multitude that can't even be counted for the number. So I think both the 144,000, I think, is a number of completion, and the great multitude is, let me say that a different way. Everybody's ever been saved. Adam is in that group. You're in that group if you're saved. People, hopefully, yet to be born, I say hopefully, uh, I just mean, if Jesus doesn't come back, people yet to be born who are saved will be in that group. The 3,500 languages that yet have to, to hear the name of Jesus, I, somebody from each of those languages will be there, according to that verse, because God doesn't lie. What's that? Even dead languages. Yeah, even dead ones. Yeah, Latin's a dead language. It's very plain to see. It killed off all the Romans, and now it's killing me. <laughs> all are dead who ever learned it. All are dead who ever spoke it. All are dead who ever... Something, bless the dead, they sure did earn it. Um, okay, exactly, yeah, there are a lot of dead languages. Uh, and languages change, too. I mean, English, if you had a copy of the original 1611 King James Bible, you could not read it. The language is different. It, is, it, it doesn't spell the words the same way, doesn't talk the same way, doesn't even sound like what we talk like today. The, the 1611 we have is a, an Elizabethan-sounding uh, English. But anyway, that's beside the point. So a lot of languages through time, and somebody is going to be there in heaven who believed in Christ. And I, so in, to me, chapter 7 is a pause to say that's what it's going to look like. Now let's go back and go back over this. So let's go back to the seventh, seventh seal. And when it opens up, we're going we're to see. I mean, let's just take a real quick peek. Um, i got a, a few minutes. So when the Lamb opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about a half an hour. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God and seven trumpets were given to them. And that's all it says. And then he starts the trumpets start. So that seventh seal is opening a whole new thing that's probably happening kind of in accordance with the six of the previous one, just before the six and leading into the sixth thing. So I believe like the first one is a little broader, but then the time starts getting compressed and everything happens and those happen. Don't forget Christians will suffer the persecution of Satan in the tribulation. Whether there's 144,000 Jewish guys who never uh, knew a woman or whether it's the church, they will suffer martyrdom because saved doesn't mean you're exempt from Satan's attacks. But they have to come through God's permission, and he won't give you anything you can't go through. Right? He won't give you anything that he will not also with it provide the grace to endure it. Um, so I'll ask another general question that, that made me look more closely at the way I believe. Why did he address seven churches at the beginning of all this? So what do you mean? Well, if they're, if they're not going to be here, why do they got to know anything? This letter is addressed to those seven churches, so they'll understand what's going to happen. Now, did it happen in their time? No. So, when Jesus addressed a letter, you say, Well, see, that was for those churches in that day. Well, so was Ephesians and Colossians and the church at Philippi and the church at Thessalonica. They're not there anymore. It, 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 nah, yeah, nah, not necessarily. I, I'm I am ignorant of why maybe those seven. Mary had a good eight, quick answer there, so maybe she knows why more. All only in Asia. Yeah, there are eight, seven Asian churches. Um, Turkey ish. The,
1: the
0: um, yeah, in- there were bigger churches. Other, they had special needs and I, <laughs> special needs. That sounded weird.
1: John, John,
0: John was- Sounds like the bus I rode. Who's? John. John's churches. Yeah, John, John had a link to them. And they represent problems we have today to me. That, that's my reason. Those seven were good examples of things we face. We, when we studied them, we saw the same temptations we have today. And so, like I said, I'm going to show you both sides. There's plenty of literature for the view I don't hold to, and so th- there's a wealth of that. So I'm outnumbered, um, and that's fine. I don't mind that, I've been outnumbered before. Um, and I could be wrong, Yet, yeah. Hey, I, if I'm wrong, praise the Lord, <laughs> I'll see you in the air, all right? Um, I like to tell people when they say, well, I hope I see you later. I say, well, here there in the air, you will see me later. Um, one of those three places, I am gonna see you again. And uh, I, I, I look forward to it. I, I grew up in the 70s, and I believe the Dispensational View back then, I was a teenager. I loved all the songs about the... I was listening to one this morning. Barry McGuire, who wrote Eva Destruction and, and a bunch of stuff, he got saved in the 60s, and uh, he became a Christian, and he started writing Christian songs in the 70s. And this morning, getting ready for church, I was listening. To, he's coming back. He's coming back. It was awesome. And uh, I look forward to the second coming. First John 3 says everybody that has this hope purifies himself. The reason the rapture is a blessed hope, it's not that we hope we don't suffer it's the hope we're going to get out of this and go to heaven. Just because you are suffer and you die for Christ doesn't mean that you are lost or less loved by God. You are more loved by God. You are more blessed. And so we shouldn't try to avoid, well, we should try to avoid suffering. But if it comes, we shouldn't think that that's a judgment from God. That's an attack of our enemy. Um, if it's true suffering, by the way. So chapter 8. Um, it's, it's kind of, it, it's, well, it's not short, but I didn't give you a whole lot of information because we only see, and this is the answer, only four of the trumpets happened in chapter 8. <laughs> chapter 9 are the rest, uh, or, or the next about, few. Uh, the Yep. Right. So he's pointing out, and this is an argument for dispensationalism. In the church of Philo- in Philadelphia, he said, I will keep you from the hour of testing that's going to come on the whole world. Okay? Did you catch that? Can you read it again so everybody can hear it again? Uh, Could you read that verse again so everybody can hear it Sorry.
1: Because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which will come upon the whole earth, the whole world, to test those who dwell on the earth.
0: Okay. So he'll keep you from the trial that's to come on the whole earth. All right. I've already told you the answer to, to, to the problem that he is expressing, and, and that is. We will not suffer God's wrath in the tribulation. We will not. If we are here, whatever God pours out to judge the world, we don't get that. Satan's going to kill us all because he hates us. So I just drew a rough map. There's Israel, there's Egypt, there's the land of Goshen, there's the Nile River, and God sent 10 plagues on Egypt. And the one place they never went no gnats, no frogs, no angel of death. No bloody water. They were spared all of it. Yeah. <laughs> this map is not drawn to scale, all right? Yes, Detour.
1: Mm-hmm. A, a, a okay.
0: So I think it's just amazing that all these things and and It doesn't hit the Jewish people. In the house. Yep, so, Inside their house, yeah. So, um, it 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 it's it's amazing. I mean, what what is that? Why is there an ark? Because there's a flood in the whole world, right? So Noah wasn't in the flood, was he? Yeah, he was, but he was spared through it. You want me to draw a big old room with a lot of fire in it and three, four guys walking around in the fire? They were in the fire. <laughs> yeah. You ready? <laughs> Uh, I can't do it. I can't draw. Yeah, I'm just saying there are many examples in the Bible of Christian people immersed in an area of persecution and they're not touched. Some of them get touched and they die like Stephen. Paul gets stoned. I've said this a lot in case you didn't catch it. Here's how stoning happened. You pick up a little rock and you throw it and it hurts him. You could only stone a man with a rock you could throw. So you get the heaviest rock you can, you try to hit him in the head until he goes unconscious and falls down. Then you can pick up a rock that you have to carry like this and this is technically throwing it and you drop it on his head and it goes squish. Paul was stoned. They walked away, he got up and went, well, let's go back in the city. The way the Bible reads that, I believe they killed him and God didn't let him die, brought him back to life, he should have had a TBI, he shouldn't have known his name, he shouldn't have known, he just got stoned to death, and he stands up, and they went, when he did it, it says they were amazed, so he just popped up, said, well, let's go back in the city, they just threw you out and stoned you, you're going to go back, yeah, survive that one, let's see if they'll try it again, I mean, Paul was crazy that way, right, so I'm just saying, we don't have to fear what we think is going to be, well, it is going to be a horrible time, And, and So don't base your theology on fear of suffering. Because you can suffer today somewhere in the world if you just go there and start talking about Jesus. About 20 Christians were killed in Nigeria week before last or last week by Fulani Muslims in Nigeria. Were they less loved? Remember what Jesus said, that... Those guys that tower fell on, Those, were they less loved? No. Yes? I have a question. All right. I probably don't have an answer, but I'll try. Just going back to Chapter 7, I'm mm-hmm. just trying to wrap my head around that, you know, these were, you know, it says, and I heard the number of seals was 140,000 mm-hmm. from the tribe of the sons of Israel. So, you know, I get that there are certain things that, you, can, you know, right. sometimes there Three, three chapters, yeah. And then we get to chapter 7, and now it's not, it's Israel, but it's really the church. So I think right, we, because this, because the church is, is spiritual Israel. So where does it say that? Uh, Ephesians, Galatians, where does it say that? Romans. It doesn't say it here. That's what I said. My evidence is only, it doesn't say that these people do anything. It just says they're sealed for protection In the tribulation so they're protected from God's wrath and they are and they are martyred but the 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 oddness of the way he puts this that there's no other list of the tribes like this in anywhere else in Scripture in Ezekiel in the prophetic list it's there's a prophetic list in Ezekiel forgot the chapter and I believe Dan is there but he disappears here so even in the prophetic list of the Jewish people, this is different. And why 12 times 12,000? When God uses numbers, it usually is more sim- unless He says it was this many people, and that's what He is saying, it's this many people. So it could be exactly 144,000 Jews, I said. That's, if, if that's how you choose to believe that, that that's fine. But it is a, a number of ultimate perfection, or of completion, not perfection, of completion. And the very next thing he says, and then I saw this multitude, couldn't be counted. So I saw 144,000, and then I saw a multitude you couldn't even count. So it, to me, it was two snapshots of the same thing said two different ways. It's the completed body of Christ in both instances. But, but it could be two different multitudes, or... Or, and, and there are problems in every way you look at this, or this is the church in the tribulation, and the next one is the completed church, ultimately. Like, we see these people in tribulation, God, God's completing His people there, and then we see this multitude coming out of the tribulation being martyred. So, if they are, well, and let me just, let me reverse engineer it. If it's 144,000 Jews, they're not following Judaism, they're following Jesus right? Yeah, they, right? So it's 144,000 people who've become followers of Jesus, not Jewish people. They're, they're not going to come in and say, hey, you've got to follow Moses' law. They're going to come in and say, you've got to believe in Jesus, right? So they're not Jewish evangelism for Judaism. They're evangelists for Christ. So they are in the church and they are spiritual Israel now. That, you know, that, 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 that used to be a common phrase, they're completed Jews because they were, they were God's people physically, the people he chose to bring us the Messiah, and now they believe that Messiah, so they are fully complete. And that's why Paul says, and this is a problem that Paul addresses in 9, 10, 11 of Romans. Is God done with the Jews? He goes, no, not at all. You go to Zechariah 12. I don't even get it. There's, in Revelation, here's a problem I have. In, Revela- in, in Revelation, Zechariah, there's a big group of Jewish people that turn to Jesus. Is that the Jews of all time? Does it give them a second chance? Or is it just the Jews who are alive then? So I, ha- I have a problem. So it could be 144,000 Jewish guys. It could be that.
1: The of I, Jews
0: I, I don't know. Yeah, more and more they're coming to Christ. But it's. It, things are starting to happen over in Israel. You, you, you can download the Jerusalem Post as an app on your phone. You'll get better news on that, and you will on the ones in America. You'll know more about America through that, and you will do and listen to American news. But weird stuff's starting to happen in Israel. Uh, we could be coming to an end. This could be 144,000 Jewish people. I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying this is a different way to look at it. And so I, I want to show you both sides, and it, it, anytime I, if you catch me doing something that lacks please call me out on it because I do want to show both sides because you need to figure this out for yourself, not just because I said it because who am I? I I'm nobody. Um, John Darby is not here to, to, right. to confront you, but I mean, he, I mean, he knew a lot more languages
1: and did a lot more study in scripture than... than yeah. I mean, some of those men were super right. educated. Uh, came,
0: came- That's correct, but that alone doesn't make you right. Right. Or and, and yeah. We, you know, we want unity. Yeah, absolutely. That mean that we have to agree all this, right. We don't. Know about we don't. As well. Hey, you put a gun to my head, I'll say, it's your world, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what did you want me to say? Sure, yep, we're going to get raptured. It's cool. I mean, I'm not. Yes, absolutely. You know, those are those are once and are yep. But. Jews or not, those who believe in Christ that go through the tribulation are sealed by God to be protected from God's outpouring. Right? So just to understand that, not from Satan's attack, but from God's outpouring. Well, so if they're Jewish guys or they're something else. Go ahead. Do to, why
1: do they have to be sealed the Holy Spirit not? There? What if that is the
0: seal? I I don't think that is official doctrine in a dispensational view. I have known some guys that get carried away that said that because the church left, the church, the Holy Spirit fills the church and the church gets raptured. Well, then obviously the Holy Spirit's not here. That was logical thinking. That wasn't biblical necessarily thinking because where is God not? Right. He's here. So that was some guy getting excited in a revival and said something dumb. Um, like I do sometimes, so, so yeah, the Holy Spirit is here because you can't get saved apart from the Holy Spirit, right? So the Holy Spirit's got to be here in the tribulation. So what's He going to be doing? Well, He might be filling up 144,000 Jewish guys to preach Jesus to the whole world. That's that's the view.
1: Nobody can harm those 144,000 until they finish the mission. God, right,
0: know. and that's yes. And that was well, that's true of all of us, though, right?
1: great multitude is a result of their evangelism. Okay. And therefore, that great multitude at the throne of God for Jews and Gentiles both, I think, that
0: can save you their future. Well, they are defined as coming from every nation, every tribe, every people, and every language. So those 144,000 have to go to every language in the world to preach the gospel because that's who the multitude is. And somebody from every tongue, if that's true, somebody from every tongue will be saved in the tribulation. And right now there's 3,500 languages that don't have the name of Jesus in their language.: Right. Yeah, but somebody still has to go to them and learn the language to be able to write it down what to get it translated. Get from, uh,
1: Wycliffe.
0: Yeah, Wycliffe Bible translators. Yeah, and, uh, they actually Wycliffe actually translated the Bible into Gullah, uh, which is the, the language of the um, the people's uh, the, the sons of the slaves in Charleston. Wanna buckle people ever yeti Gullah,? which means? Did you white people ever hear about Gullah? Um, so uh, they, I got a whole I got a whole New Testament in my office in Gullah. And uh, sometimes I just read that because that's what I grew up hearing all the time. And it's fun. But they're gullish Christians. I can guarantee you they're a bunch of gulliest Christians. Um, so, yes, something? yeah, one more thing. Um, we hold in our hands new Uh huh. I've got an old one in my office if you want to look at it. <laughs> I doubt it. Of every note, yeah, 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 okay, okay, every note. We
1: do not meet again until the last Sunday, right? But in,
0: yes, sir. In, in Darby's... In his system, uh-huh. Well, in the theology, terrible. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't yes. um, But one thing I have to tell you more is, up until the, I mean, yes, a lot of things won't happen until this time. The church is living off the
1: Jews until the uh-huh. Right.
0: Yeah, their, their minds start changing, yes, toward Jewish people. But now it's swung so far, we give Jews a pass. You don't have to, you don't have to believe in the Messiah. There, there are people that, there, there's a political Israel, or empirical Israel, and there's physical Israel, or spiritual Israel. And so the government of Israel is not blessed by God differently than he blesses any government they just happen to be jewish people it's only people that believe in the messiah that he saves and blesses and and so we we go to israel and we think well these are jewish people they're they're special well they they want the most severe among them are as big a terrorist as muslim terrorists who want to kill christians they want you to die because you you confess jesus as the messiah and how dare you blaspheme Yahweh like that? And they wouldn't even say Yahweh. So I, 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 you, you have to catch that. Jewish people are lost apart from Jesus. We need to evangelize them. And we have to do that. Every tribe, every tongue, every people, every nation, there's no other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved, Acts 4:12. Don't forget that verse.